guanidine acetic acid when supplemented during the finishing phase especially two months before the slaughter so during that time it has shown uh, improvement not only in the growth performance but also improved the carcass quality especially lean meat yield and also the reducing the back fat thickness it's time for a new era of communication in the swine industry one that you can get the latest updates while commuting or driving to farms. Here, you will have the brightest minds of the global swine industry in your pocket. Swinet Podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative companies like MS Gold, the best hygiene products in livestock farming. Swine management to the next level. Cloudfarms.com. Ivonic, we are sciencing the global food challenge. Healthy Farms by Bioverse, your manure management experts. This episode's sponsored highlight is about Evonik Animal Nutrition. Evonik stands for a holistic and sustainable value proposition for livestock production. It combines products and services and leverages digital solutions. This is all backed with high-value consultancy and deep customer understanding. Evonik turns science-based efficient nutrition, sustainable healthy nutrition, and precision livestock farming into value for customers and consumers. Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Greiner, your host for today's Swine It podcast. And with me today, I have Dr. Bala J. Raman from Evonik. Bala, how are you today? Hi, Laura. I'm fine. Thank you. How about you? I am doing well. Thank you very much. Well, Bala, we're excited to have you on today on this podcast. I think we have some really interesting things to discuss. Uh, but, but before we jump into the topic, uh, maybe I will have you do a little introduction about yourself, just for our listeners, so they're a little bit familiar with who you are and, and where you're currently at. Yeah. Thank you, Lana. Um, I'm um, Balachandar Jairaman. Uh, so Bala is uh, easy to call me. I'm I'm currently working as a swine research manager with Evonik, and I started my role as a technical service manager, and I have been working with the Evonik for the past six years. About my education, uh, I'm basically a veterinarian from India. Then I had my master's in poultry nutrition from uh, Dalhousie University, Canada. And my PhD in swine nutrition, uh, and, uh, and uh, I worked under Professor Martin Yachetti. Yeah, and I worked on uh, uh, amino acid, uh, uh, SID determination, especially the weed pig subject to, to challenge. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. So I think this will be a fun conversation today. Um, and and maybe we'll just kind of have you jump in right at, right at the topic at hand. So um, we were discussing before this call, and, and I actually just sat in a webinar a couple of weeks ago about um, it's a product. It's not really a, a commercial product. It's just it's it's a chemical, if you will, that we can find in the environment. But it has the potential to work well with some of our amino acids. And and I'm really excited because I know you've been doing some work in this and I think it would be fun to share with the group. And I am horrible at pronouncing it. Um, I'm just going to put it out there uh, from the audience to to understand. But we are talking about guanoacetic acid. And, um, and I think that's actually, again, we maybe should just start there because one, I'm not pronouncing it right. But two, 
uh, to have you talk a little bit about what it is. And so I'm going to turn that over to you, Bala, to explain a little bit about what that uh, acetic acid is. Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks for the interest on the guanidino acetic acid. So guanidino acetic acid is a natural precursor, and which is a, a immediate precursor for creatine, which is very much essential for uh, all vertebrates. Okay, and also for invertebrates. So here, this is uh, mainly synthesized from arginine and glycine, the endogenous amino acid. And from that, it is synthesized to the kidney and transported to the liver, where with the help of other amino acids like uh, uh, sulfur amino acids, it forms creatine. And this creatine is transported to the uh, skeletal muscle where it is stored primarily. So it is stored in the form of creatine and the phosphocreatine, which are the energy reservoir for uh, cells, for all the muscle cells. So besides skeletal muscle, so this is present in a brain and also other tissues of the body. Okay, with respect to this uh, creatine, uh, which is very essential for the um, energy homeostasis in the muscle, and this can be available from the natural sources like uh, meat and meat products. This one is not available in any of the vegetable-based ingredients. So meat and meat product is the only source for guanidine acetic acid and creatine. With that, uh, the guanidine acetic acid, uh, which is uh, very much essential for day-to-day -day living of the animals because only 67 percentage is synthesized endogenously and the remaining 30 to 33 must be fed in the diet in the form of other sources. That is how it is playing a role because in the modern genetics, the, the genetic potential, the muscle growth is very fast. Within a short span of time, they gain a, a significant body weight. So, the energy metabolism need to be maintained well for normal growth and also enhanced production. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's actually very interesting. And, and so we'll kind of break that down a little bit for the listeners. And so guanacinic acid is really around being a precursor for creatinine and creatinine is needed for muscle development. And in order to do that, we're getting those precursors of arginine and glycine um, or in order to go from the precursor to creatine, we need the glycine and the arginine. Um, and as you mentioned, I think that's really interesting too, that 33% of it has to come from a source. We can't make it all or the pig can't make it all. And so we start to kind of take this apart a little bit and we talk about current day genetics and their fast growth. There's concern that maybe we're not meeting the guanacetic acid requirements. Would that be a fair comments based on what you're you're talking about here right right yeah this this guanidino acetic acid cannot be met when when the uh, when the normal diet corn soybean meal based diet is fed because as i told you the meat and meat products is the only natural source there exists some restrictions in usage of animal byproducts in the wheat and uh, and also the quality of the meat products is also not consistent so so there, there exists huge variation in the creatine and guanidino acetic acid content in the meat and meat-based product. 
So that is the reason the feed additive supplementation will be helpful to meet the creatine need for livestock, especially for swine and poultry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's really intriguing. So before we kind of jump into the research that you're um, wanting to share with the group, I want to talk just a little bit more about the the meat products. So you you mentioned that not all meat ingredients or, or products that are based from meat uh, have the same value. So are there some meat products that might have more value, like a fish product or a poultry product, or is it more on the processing of the product? Yeah, very nice question. It, it depends on the processing of the product. Uh, the first thing, fish meal, uh, poultry byproduct meal, meat compound meal. So they contain creatine, the guanidine acetic acid, but the variation is too much. Even even within the same fish meal or um, meat compound meal, the variation is huge. So when we plug into the diet formulation, so it won't be very consistent. And and as I told you, so this inconsistency decides that the quality is a big challenge, especially for countries which are using meat and meat com products in the livestock diets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So I, I think this is important because we don't today in the United States balance on creatinine level or guanosinic acid level in the diet. It is not a conversation that we have on a regular basis. And so some of the work that you've done recently, you've been looking at the guanosinic acid in grow finished pigs. And so maybe let's start there, explain to the audience a little bit about what you did for a study, and then we can lead into maybe some of your findings Let's just start first on growth and what we saw or what you saw in those those studies. Yeah. So uh, this guanidine acetic acid is is not a new type of research. So it, this has been worked in uh, human. So you start with the human because for the bodybuilders, they use uh, this uh, uh, creatine or guanidine acetic acid in their diet. So for the muscle enhancers, for the athletes, also bodybuilders, because they consistently need energy for their muscle cells. Then that concept was applied in the animal side. And this, that is almost like a more than a 10 years of research that has been conducted. We especially, it started with poultry and also in swine. So in swine, we tried to focus on the growth. So especially for the growing, finishing pigs, this guanidine acetic acid supplementation was done. Before that, I just want to share Creatine monohydrate was uh, used before, but there is a challenge with the usage because of the stability. And also, uh, it is very expensive because it is a human-based product. With that in mind, the guanidine acetic acid concept was developed and this is an uh, immediate precursor for creatine and it is highly metabolizable. So we, we first tried with uh, our growing finishing pigs for enhancing the growth and uh, we tried first we try to determine so what is what would be the optimal dosage level that can be applied for the growing finishing pig and we we did a couple of studies in vietnam and also throughout the globe and uh, we we could see that when guanidine acetic acid is supplemented at the rate of 900 to 1000 gram per metric ton of wheat it helped to improve the muzzle weight gain that is 
final body weight, average daily gain, and also it improved the gain is to feed ratio, especially the growing finishing pigs. And we also tried with from wean to finishing pig, and that also showed a promising improvement in the growth performance. And uh, with that, and also we evaluated the carcass quality characteristic because this guanidine acidic acid is maintaining the energy homeostasis in the muzzle. So we want to see the carcass quality, which is very important for the swine industry. And uh, there we could see a significant improvement in the lean meat uh, carcass weight and also it significantly reduced the back fat thickness in the finishing pigs. In majority of the countries, the pork quality is evaluated based on the back fat thickness. How much the low? So that will go for the higher price. So this one, uh, uh, guanidino acetic acid is helping to reduce the back fat thickness in the finishing pigs. And with respect to other meat quality parameters, uh, guanidino acetic acid supplementation helps in uh, uh, increase the pH and also reducing the drip loss. So the drip loss is a big challenge for uh, swine processing units. So when we reduce that, so it would be helpful to have a good final meat quality or poor product. Yeah, so you answered a lot of my questions there on carcass and, and particularly pH and, and drip loss. Um, so based on what I'm hearing you say is is feeding that 900 to 1,000 1, grams of, of guanacinic acid per kilogram of metabolic body weight. Um, you were seeing these improvements in growth and, and in carcass. And so if you have a lean meat improvement and you've improved carcass weight, obviously you're improving lean percent. But are you changing the yield percentage of the animal as well? Or is this really more we're changing the lean percent of the carcass? Actually, the lean yield is also significantly improved when when we tried 1,200 gram per metric ton. So the range, what we advise is the 900 to 1,200 gram per metric ton. So that one improved the lean meat um, quantity and also the lean meat yield. So both, we see the increase in the yield. Isn't it? Okay. Yeah, I can remember many years ago doing some work, um, not myself, but some other grad students on creatine in particular and, and muscle quality. And, and so I think that's really interesting that we're bringing it back. But you're absolutely right. Creatine is not something that we can financially put into pig diets. And so uh, guano acetic acid is, is, of course, that next step since it's a precursor. One of my questions, and I'm going to kind of go back a little bit on the biochemistry, is if guana acetic acid um, is the precursor to creatine and we need to use amino acids to get that guana acetic acid converted to creatine, does that then change the amount of those amino acids that need to go into the diet? Good question. Yeah, Laura. So this guanidine acetic acid, as I told you, so endogenously it can be synthesized using arginine and glycine and they, they form the guanidine acetic acid and in the liver uh, it is transported then with the help of the methyl group, the sulfur amino acid, so the creatine formation is happening. 
yes in this one the originating glycine yes 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 it can be utilized for synthesis of gordon acetic acid and also at the final time product final sorry final uh, metabolism this originate can be uh, available after the uh, final uh, metabolism of the guanidine or creatine guanidine acetic acid or creatine so in that way so the originate sparing effect is also seen in poultry so which is very much well established okay so we're sparing arginine through this process yes yes okay yeah that's actually very good um any thoughts on using just the guana acetic acid right before market so um if people are considering it from a cost perspective and obviously many people in the united states are thinking about ways to replace ractopamine and here you have a product that can improve percent lean is this something that we could feed three weeks before the pig goes to market do we need this in two months before the pig goes to market what's kind of do you feel the optimal time to include it to see the the most uh, significant improvement yeah perfect uh, again a nice question uh you are absolutely right the ractopamine usage is very common in us uh and uh, and also many know about the challenges of using ractopamine and also the negative impacts having said that guanidine acetic acid when supplemented during the finishing phase especially two months before the slaughter so during that time it has shown uh improvement not only in the growth performance but also improved the carcass quality especially lean meat yield and also the reducing the back fat thickness so that would be more comfortable for the producers also to utilize in during the finishing phase so they can increase uh, the body weight and also the final meat yield yeah you also said that we saw an improvement in average daily gain and uh, i assume feed efficiency how much different is the feed efficiency response between using the product and not um yeah we are we have seen uh, in a different range in different trials so i would say we could see around a uh, uh, 5 to a 10 point difference between the control and also the uh, guanidine acetic acid supplementation in the dosage of uh, uh, 900 to 1200 g per metric ton in addition there is also lots of uh, research conducted in broiler and also some happening in swine the energy sparing effect so because this guanidine acetic acid is very much uh, maintaining the energy homeostasis in the cell so the energy sparing effect is also well established um well, it it has been shown from uh, 50 to 100 kilocalories energy reduction can be done and this energy sparing can be done by a uh, guanidine acetic acid perfect uh, yeah Okay, perfect. Um so we have an energy sparing so we get some calories out of this and we also um see that 5 to 10 point difference in feed efficiency which right of course helps helps communicate that there is that true value in finishing when we have such a high feed efficiency value, right? Um what about things associated with heat stress and even in sows? So I'm I'm curious, right? We talk about our, our very lean sows we know they lose muscle over time 
Um, even in heat stress, we see this high amount of, of energy going towards managing heat stress. Have you looked at any of those types of situations and, and tried to measure uh, the impact of feeding guan acetic acid to those? Yeah, yeah, Laura, that's a really uh, very interesting thing because heat stress is one of the major challenge in most of the tropical countries and also in some of the uh, temperate countries. So in broilers, uh, it has been very much established that guanidino acetic acid helps in improving the performance and uh, improving the carcass quality in, in, in broilers. In swine, we are conducting some trials, especially under heat stress challenge, the impact of guanidino acetic acid on the performance and carcass quality. I think uh, during the next few quarters of the year, we can expect to see some data on it. Yeah, officially. Yeah, but but it's a very interesting thing which we are working right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, heat stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with respect to sows, yes, uh, studies have been conducted in the sows to see the impact of GAA supplementation. And it has shown that it helps to improve the newborn piglets, the live newborn piglet. And also, it 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 uh, increases the number of wind piglets uh, yeah, uh, after uh, uh, during that stage. It helps to improve the the quality and performance of the piglets. Okay. So when you say it improves the newborn piglet, are you um, improving the number of live born or are you changing something else about the newborn piglet? It, it's, it's a number of litter weight, litter weight and also number of newborn with the less deformities. Yeah. Okay. Well, very interesting. So a lot of many interesting um, aspects to this that maybe some of our audience hasn't thought about or or in the past have considered, but with creatine being so expensive, really weren't able to pursue um, in those options. So based on some of your research today, and I, I know you work for a company that, that sells the product, but based on your research today, where would be some key points that you would recommend producers think about implementing GAA in the in the diets? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, guanidine acetic acid, as I told you, is a very essential critical nutrient, especially for uh, immediate precursor for the creatine. And uh, this guanidine acetic acid supplementation is uh, beneficial for swine, especially in improving the growth performance the final body weight and also there is a significant improvement in the the gain to feed ratio we can expect uh, a minimum of five point improvement and also it also helps improving the carcass quality which is a major uh, essential thing for swine industry and it reduces the back fat thickness and the application of uh, guanidine acetic acid is, is still growing a lot so energy sparing effect, so you can try to reduce the energy-based ingredient, which is uh, very much need for the hour because the, the feed cost is escalating like anything. And also, um, originate sparing is also well established. So uh, in that way, it can complement sugar in improving the growing finishing picks and also in, in sow application, it is helpful in improving the sow performance and uh, the litter weight and newborn piglet. Mm -hmm. well, perfect. 
Thank you for that that summary and those suggestions, particularly on the different things that GAA can do in terms of targeting very specific interests that some of our producers may have. And so obviously if they have concerns in those areas, this might be an option to consider into their nutrition program. It's time for our famous three. Swinet Podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative companies like Genesis, the first power in genetics, AB Vista, new nutritional perspectives and novel enzyme applications to drive pig production. Eastman works with you to accelerate your nutritional program innovation. Start your journey with us at Eastman.com. Adiseo is a worldwide leader in animal nutrition, providing nutritional solutions and services which fuel predictable profits. A worldwide leader in animal nutrition, Adiseo's portfolio of products includes methionine, the full range of vitamins, enzymes, organic selenium, probiotics, mycotoxin management strategies, and palatability products. With such a diverse offering, Adiseo supports its customers with a broad range of expertise, tools, and services to help them maintain a competitive advantage. Adiseo, fueling predictable profits. To learn more, visit Adiseo at www.adiseo.com. Well, I really have appreciated our, our visit today, Bala, and our time is kind of wrapping up. And so I like to ask our guest speakers a couple of questions. I'll get the same questions. And um, the first question we like to ask is, uh, do you have a resource that, that you go to for swine or that you would recommend based on this topic? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So this, this you, you can get access to uh, the podcast, lots of podcasts available. And also you can uh, uh, see a, a big progress and also the all about feed. So those those uh, sites would be beneficial. And also the Asian Agribis, that site is also having lots of information about the guanidine oestic acid and related things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. The last, the second question I like to ask our, our list, or sorry, our speaker is around anything that maybe you're reading that's not related to pigs. Is there something that you would like to share with the group that you're currently reading or have read in the past that you think would be of interest? Okay, it's very interesting. Um, I would uh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading for the second time uh, the book named uh, Atomic Habits, which is really interesting because uh, we try to change some habit or we try to develop some new habits, which is in the positive uh, impact. So I find that atomic habits is really very thought provoking and uh, which is improving our self empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might need to look at that. I try to, to create new habits and I don't always stick to them. So <laughs> that, that is a very good book to maybe explore why, why habits don't always stick. So very good. Um, the last question I have for you, Bala, focuses on uh, if you can think of someone in your life that you have defined as successful, what's a key trait that they possess that you think has allowed them to be successful? There are many qualities which I can share, but one one main thing which we need to have for a successful person is that the perseverance. So whatever the challenges, whatever the, the uh, what is it? the negative things that may be surrounding uh, during the task or during a um, 
project or or any kind of uh, life activity so how determined we are and also the love we have on our task or any work so that will be more helpful in achieving success yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think perseverance is a great one um i've heard that actually from a couple of our speakers recently and actually visiting with some people in our, our swine industry, they said that's something they'd really like to see from our, our new young leaders is that experience with perseverance and and knowing, you know, how to how to move forward when when things are difficult and, and keep moving in the right direction. So I think that's a, a perfect trait to have to be successful. Um, Bala, um, again, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure visiting with you. I've learned some more information about guanosinic acid, and I think I can actually pronounce it correctly now at the end of our podcast. So that's a, a good day as well. Um, for our listeners, this is Dr. Bala Jayaraman, and um, he is with Avonic. Bala, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Laura. So it's a, my pleasure to have a discussion and also share my views and thoughts. And thank you so much for your time. I'm also glad to share the feedback. Yeah. Thank you.